This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I am so excited today because I've been in business myself for almost 20 years, and I'm gonna, I'm learning about a new resource today that is absolutely fabulous. I can't wait to share this with everyone, as well as some other great tips. So please join me in welcoming Mary Zargarian to our program today. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Deb. So great to be here. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Mary Zargarian is a highly rated motivational speaker with more than 20 years of experience with organizational effectiveness and professional development. As the CEO of a consulting agency, Mary now works with groups, individuals, and organizations to simplify, get that word folks, simplify their business operations, optimize their time and energy, and empower them to grow a profitable and sustainable business. So again, Mary, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Well, I always like to ask my guests where, you know, how it is that they got to where they are today and how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Well, it's interesting because one of my key themes is that no path is ever straight. And that's really <laughs> the core of the story that I have to share. Um, I went to college for computer science. Okay. Um, I was on a fast path to getting my master's in computer science. And then I quickly realized that I don't enjoy coding. Oh, software no. <laughs> as much as I, I enjoy leveraging software mm-hmm. to do things more effectively, more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I immediately made a shift over into human resources and HR okay. systems uh-huh. and spent the bulk of my career in corporate up until okay. last year, um, focusing on organizational effectiveness. How do we leverage technology in order to streamline all of those menial tasks we mm-hmm. have to do right. that has to get done, mm-hmm. um, scale? And when I left corporate a year ago, it was interesting. When I left corporate in those last two weeks at that job, I had my head focused on continuing my coaching practice. I was mm-hmm. coaching on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and the minute I left and walked out of that office for the last time, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I really think. I want to work with coaches and other service providers, but really what I'm passionate about it and what my strength is, is in the processes, in the systems, Mm -hmm. in being able to look at the way teams work Mm -hmm. and how 
what opportunities do we have mm-hmm. to make it better? Right. Um, and so the moment I did that, my business took off. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a certified online business manager. I'm an expert in a number of different systems. And we specialize in simplifying business in order to have business feel sustainable. Yes, it needs to be profitable, but is it sustainable and is it serving you, your team, your clients in the best way possible? I love that. You know, and so many times when I talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs, they're, you know, their little eyes are crossed and they're, you know, oh, I have so many things I have to be doing. And because many times we're alone, you know, we're in, especially when we first start out, you know, we're, we're, we founded the business, we've got this great idea. And then we get lost, we get lost in the weeds of how the heck do we manage it? You know, we, you know, ooh, what's the next bright, shiny object? All these various things, you know, do we need to be doing CRM? Do we need to be doing this? Do Should we be doing social media? And along the line, we forget what it was that we got into business to do because we get so caught up in the <clears throat> running of our business that we really did forget what that passion was. Um, and, then, and then many times we're like, no, I'm done um, because we've lost that. And I love that you talk with people about how to build teams how to, you know, as you said, how to use software and other processes to simplify things, you know, and and I think it's just a great concept that so many people really don't have any idea how to, to go about it. I agree. A lot of the people that come across our community mm-hmm. are in that same situation. They've started a business. They're what we call solopreneurs, mm-hmm. solo entrepreneurs out there trying to make a difference in the world and get so overwhelmed and buried in what it takes to mm-hmm. run a business. Right. Not realizing all of a sudden you're being thrown into a situation where you're expected to understand mm-hmm. anything and everything about your business, right. accounting, finance, yeah. investments, mm-hmm. um, systems, growing a Ordering team. office supplies and computers. <laughs> yes, everything, mm-hmm. everything. And you're right. People can quickly become so overwhelmed that they they lose that spark. They lose their focus on why they started the business in the first place. Right. You know, and, and of course, the big thing that people think is that all of those other things cost a lot of money. And obviously, there is an investment with almost all of them. But when you start figuring out, okay, I can save time, how much is my time worth? And, and you look at that return on investment and, and all of those various things, many times it really is saving you a lot of money, not to mention your sanity. It is. And actually, research has shown that if you leverage systems, and it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be a $500 investment every month, that's a lot for someone just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, if you leverage systems and automate some of those everyday repetitive tasks, mm-hmm. You can save 10 to 50% of your time. And I like to ask people, like, what would you do with an extra day in your week? Mm -hmm. A day, a whole day, a day, day, at least Mm -hmm. um, on average. And so would you spend the day doing other things in your business that really energize you and motivate you? Mm -hmm. Would you spend a day serving your clients in a different way? Or would you spend the day taking care of yourself and doing to go to the beach? Would you spend time with your kids? Whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever it is um, that you often find yourself saying, Oh, if only there was more time. Mm -hmm. Right. 
You know, and uh, the automation of things really is something that I think so many people never even stop to think, what can they automate? You know, I joke that one of the things I hate the most that you absolutely have to do is invoice clients, right? (laughs) And, and, And I use QuickBooks. I like QuickBooks. You know, there's obviously a variety of programs that are out there. But, you know, it's, I would, you know, every month, oh, I have to do the invoices. And bless my clients. There were times where they would contact me and say, you didn't invoice me for last month. <laughs> you know? And like I said, bless them because they could have just said, mm, okay. Um, and, but it really was just one of those tedious things that took a big chunk of time. And then I discovered I could automate. <laughs> I mean, and like I said, I've been doing this a long time. So, you know, sometimes right. I'm a little hard headed. And so once a month, my invoices now, you know, you, I obviously had to set it up, but my invoices merrily go on their own on the last day of the month. And, you know, and my clients, you know, because they're good, they're great clients, have them paid before sometimes I'm even thinking, oh yeah, did I remember to invoice? Um, but what are some of the things that people never stop to think about that can be automated besides things like invoicing? The one that I feel like is a no-brainer, but it's obviously I've worked with a number of different individuals who weren't at that point in their business where they had something like this set up is calendaring, scheduling meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. I had a past colleague, even from corporate, reach out to me and say, oh, Mary, I'd like to catch up just 30 minutes while I'm on break this day. And I sent her a link to my scheduler. Right. Wow. How Um, cool is that? I know. I had another coach that I worked with that was finding it challenging to get people on the calendar because they were sending emails back and forth, back and forth. And you settled on something and it turned out that date was taken. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, And so a simple scheduling tool, and it doesn't have to be something again that you pay for. Like there are free opportunities out there um, to get something that meets the needs and sends a friendly reminder to whoever you're meeting with that, Hey, we're meeting today. Just in case you don't have it, here's the link to join in. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is another one of the things that has done so much for me. Um, You used a program to, to schedule when we were doing this recording. And like you said, there's free, there's paid. I need a more sophisticated version. So I use the paid version. But, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. Again, I love it because otherwise you're doing that. What about Tuesday at two? Oh, Tuesday at two doesn't work. Well, how about Thursday at three? No, that doesn't. And, you, and you've got to, and pretty soon I'm thinking, I forgot why I was wanting to meet with these people. And then, you know, it, 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 and, and so, yeah, to be able to send a link and say, pick two dates, times that work best for you or one, depending on, you know, how you've got it set up and boom. Now, of course, the other thing that is absolutely critical with this, folks, is you have to keep your calendar updated. (coughs) Mine is tied into my Gmail calendar. My producer for this program has access to that. And I put everything on it, personal and business. You know, if I've got appointments that are, you know, like a doctor's appointment or something, it's very important that it's on that so that it's not, you know, I don't schedule something else on top of it. And so that's that is the absolute critical piece. And that's still kind of the manual labor part. But yeah, I mean, it just, I, I don't even know how much time it has saved in, in just the fact that we're not doing the back and forth emails anymore 
of, you know, would Tuesday. And, and the really funny thing is every once in a while I have somebody that doesn't want to use it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and I don't understand, you know, and, and, but yeah, I mean, there's some great programs out there. There are like Calendly is one that comes top of mind. If anyone is at a position where they're ready for something, that's a good option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I put even personal items on my calendar, just so my scheduler knows that that's reserve time, right. whether it's a personal working session, because I have some client work to get through, or even dropping off my son, he's in kindergarten and dropping him off at school. I put that on my calendar. So um, people know that I am not available. Right. Right. You know, and I even color code things so that I can glance at it and go, oh, okay. Red means I'm totally out. I'm on vacation. I'm taking the day off. I'm doing whatever. Um, You know, personal is one color. Business is one color. Business power hour interviews are are a totally different color. Um, And yeah, I mean, it's it it just simplifies things so much. And I went into that kicking and screaming. I loved my printed day timer because I could flip back and forth and see how busy things were. And I mean, you had to pry it out of my fingers. (laughs) But when, when I finally decided, oh my gosh, this is the best thing in the world, I would never go back to a printed calendar. So funny that you mentioned that because I do still have a printed calendar. I still have a planner that I use. And everybody asks, like, why do you do that if you are a systems person? I talk about systems all day, every day. Um, I like to take it and put like my top three things. And I use it more of a journaling exercise. And so like checking with myself, how are you feeling as you're starting the day? Are there things that need to move on your Mm -hmm. schedule? But this gives me an opportunity to just jot down those top three things. These Mm -hmm. three things must get done today, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Perfect. Um, And then I go back into whatever software I'm using for the rest of it. Right. I love that. You know, and, and I admit I have a calendar on my wall and it's it's good size. It's a whiteboard calendar. And so I put everything on it so I can just glance over and see, okay, here's what's going on. And then I look at my online calendar. But the nice thing is it's it's got five weeks. And so I can really be looking at it to go, okay, next week's gonna be really hectic. Hey, look, I got a couple days free, you know, whatever it is. You know, because you can do that, obviously, with the online, but I, I do just find that being able to glance at it is still something that, that saves me time. Yes. And I like your color coding. There's a lot of like psychological connection to the colors that we choose for different things. But um, I, I am the same. Everything is color coded. <laughs> well, and it's easy then for anybody to glance at it and just go, oh, okay, you know, that's this, that's that. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people have, you know, maybe it's up on their fridge, their calendar where you mentioned you've got a kindergartner, you know, people who have kids who, who are in multiple activities. I mean, they have to color code. Otherwise somebody's <laughs> going to be going to the wrong thing. Um, but, but yeah. So what are some other tools and, and you have a great list of resources on your website. I was looking through Thank it. You. Um, and so what are some other tools and, and things that, that are, you know, just your absolute must-haves. Um, a CRM tool, so a client relationship management okay. tool, is definitely that if you're a service-based business, especially, mm-hmm. it's so helpful, mm-hmm. not just for scheduling meetings like we've talked about, but also to track um, leads coming into your business, mm-hmm. um, discovery calls you might be having with um, potential clients. Um, you can sign contracts digitally, especially if you're a business that supports clients that aren't co-located in your same region. 
Um, and you can do with those automatic invoices that you are, right. um, mm-hmm. yes, that you were talking about. Um, it's so helpful. Again, there's a vast uh, variety of options on the client uh, CRM, sorry, CRM client relationship management tools. Um, the most simple version, I would say, if someone's starting out would probably be HoneyBook. I know Mm -hmm. when they started, they were originally targeting creative entrepreneurs. So photographers, Mm -hmm. florists, wedding planners, um, they really have started to open that Mm -hmm. up to any service-based business. And then Dubsado is another good one, which allows for more customization on your workflows, automations and things. And that's what actually my agency is run off of Dubsado. Right. You know, and I think probably one of the biggest reasons why businesses struggle is lack of follow-up and, you know, and, and that continued kind of contact with people. You know, how many times have we gone to say a networking event and people are like, oh, we forgot you existed. (laughs) And, and how easy would it have been to have, you know, an email that went out once a month, once, you know, whatever, with your newsletter, all of those various things. Now, clearly you have to provide the content for it, but, you know, in, in some cases it really is completely automated. You know, you've, maybe you met somebody at a conference. Okay. They get a, it was great meeting you type of thing. And then a, Hey, here's something that you might find valuable type of thing. You know, all of those little, little drip things that just kind of keep you top of mind. Yes, I agree. And actually, that's a great example that I was also thinking about is if you're at an event and you get to meet someone in person, Mm -hmm. when you get their business card, which by the way, always ask for a business card so you can follow Mm -hmm. up and connect Mm -hmm. on the back of it, just jot down a couple of bullet points, Mm -hmm. couple notes, um, and then put them into your tool like Mm -hmm. Dubsado or HoneyBook Mm -hmm. and put a little tag on there and say networking, Mm -hmm. Um, something as simple as that. And then you can have um, a rule or an automation setup that if somebody is entered in mm-hmm. and has networking tagged to them, follow up within a week, Right. send them an email and say, it was so great to meet you at this mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we stay connected. It can be something as simple as that. Right. And yes, that automation, that nurturing of that um, new relationship is so important and mm-hmm. it actually will help differentiate you uh, um, by up to 40%. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because the other people aren't following up, Um, you know, and and long ago when people went to sales trainings by Dale Carnegie, you know, one of the things that they were told were uh, recognize people on special dates, you know, and and so if you know their birthday, if you know their anniversary, all of those, I mean, that is, I mean, that's why Facebook and LinkedIn have those notifications. It's a, it's a, just a, a little way to ping. And of course, when you personalize it, you know, it's even better, um, you know, and, and because, yeah, if I just get that, hey, happy birthday, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> if, even if they use my name, I pay attention to it a little bit more, um, you know, and, and so that's just another little way to, to pay attention to people. Yes. And remember that we talk about them in the context of like leads and clients, but they are people. Right. Businesses are run by people, but businesses are powered by systems is what I say. Right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and you know, so the system reminds you, hey, Mary's yeah. birthday is, you know, August 31st. I can send you a card. I can do whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's and even if it's the online cards, I like those two. You know, those they sing, they you know, the little birdies fly, whatever. <laughs> the fact that somebody took the 30 seconds to remember to set that up 
means so much. Yes, I agree. It's interesting because when I became um, when I became part of the Dubsado community mm-hmm. of professionals and partners, they sent me a physical letter to welcome me into the community. I thought, interesting, an right. online tool and system wouldn't just send an email to welcome me. Mm-hmm. They took that extra step. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's noteworthy. Right. I'm now a happy but customer. But you still have it. Do you still have I the do. letter? Mm-hmm. I actually do. <laughs> I know. You know, I have printed cards that people have sent. And, you know, whether they've completely personalized it, you know, or, you know, it's a Hallmark card, whatever. Those are are very cool. Um, Because, again, it reminds people that, you know, that you're thinking about them. Exactly. You know, one of the scheduling tools I want to talk about before we jump from there is online scheduling. You know, that's the, uh, you know, because it's one of those things where, you know, as a business, we, we should be posting. You know, and 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 I tell people it really doesn't have to be all that complicated. But I use a program called Planable, and I've got a bunch of images. I've got oh, I don't know, probably 150, 200 images that have little sayings, little business things on there, little business tips. I want to send one out every day. <sighs> I forget. So I use Planable, and I do an entire month at a time. I've got it down to where it takes me fifteen minutes, maybe. To, to do an entire month at a time it takes me longer to figure out where I left off with the images. Than, than, than you. <laughs> um, but, you know, and, and so, yeah, it just goes out automatically. It goes out on LinkedIn, goes out on Facebook, goes out on whatever platforms I choose. And it's just that little image, you know, that, that's, and of course they're branded with my logo on them, things like that. But what are some other tools like that that you, you recommend? Well, when it comes to scheduling content, there are definitely free tools like Plan, P-L-A-N-N, mm-hmm. Planoly, mm-hmm. Planable. Um, yeah. Later is another popular mm-hmm. one. Our team uses a platform that's probably more advanced for some of our listeners today, mm-hmm. but it's called Loomly. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to actually connect to multiple social channels, um, not just for ourselves, but all of our clients that we're right. managing mm-hmm. content for and schedule out content mm-hmm. that way. Right. But the great thing about using that is oftentimes they'll let you auto post. So you just set the date and time and it'll post it for you. So you don't have to remember, oh, it's 10 o'clock on Thursday. Let me go grab my phone and post Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so you're right. You can sit down batch for a half an hour or however long it takes you and your content is planned out for weeks. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it is done. Now you need to pay attention a little bit. You know, I've seen some things every once in a while um, where it was it was a great piece of content, but something might have happened in the world that yes. you know, you know, and so you 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 want to watch those things. But that's that's very rare, and and people are forgiving. You know, they they understand these things. Um, you know, and and of course the the various social media platforms go through phases of they like this, they don't like it. <laughs> you know, I, I try to use Facebook's online scheduling program just because it's going to give its own platform priority. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's another one of those things that you can sit down on a Sunday afternoon, you're, you know, doing whatever, and, and you can do an entire week, an entire month's worth of, of schedules. You can. And I like that you said you have a bank of different graphics Mm -hmm. that you've already put together with quotes, with business tips, all of those things. So um, even if you're not inspired to write content necessarily, take an opportunity for you or a resource on your team to put together some of those graphics. So you just have it 
readily accessible mm-hmm. when when there you have those moments where you have kind of a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I can, and I have a secret. I bought them. <laughs> for like, that too. <laughs> I know. And for like $20, I got 50 of them. And you go through, you brand them yourself. I mean, you know, it's 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 private label content. Um, and so you are permitted to brand it and, and do all of this. So very inexpensive. I never could have done it. I mean, you know, and 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 so yeah, I go through and I have enough so that when I start again, people usually don't remember, oh hey, I've seen that one already. Um, yeah. you know, and and but even if you've just got say 31 that you're cycling through every month, I, Sadly, most people, people won't remember what they saw. I was going to say, most people won't be paying as much attention mm-hmm. to what you're putting out there as you are. Mm-hmm. And so I know oftentimes I work with owners, especially when it comes to the marketing pieces, I, I can't repurpose my content because someone will see it. I said, well, likely if things are set up appropriately, mm-hmm. you're funneling in new people into your community, into your audience all of the time. And those people, it will be new to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what the intent of social media um, marketing is, is to engage with the new people coming across your profile so they become familiar with your expertise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I bought the images that I use. I also created probably 50 from frequently asked questions, you know, and, and we all have those, right? You know, and, and or you can do your favorite inspirational sayings. I mean, whatever it is. It's, it, you know, people just, it, it, I get, it's just another little, hello, I'm here type of, of thing that you're doing. Yes. I like all of those ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was wondering as, as we were chatting, and I know we're going to you know talk about more tips and things that people can use as, as kind of we go through this, but did you find that, especially once we got into the pandemic, a lot of people went, I think I can go off on my own. Um, so did you find an increase in people who pivoted from going to an office nine to five or whatever it was that they were doing and starting their own business? Absolutely. I myself am one of them. Mm-hmm. I would say not intentionally. <laughs> well, when I had my son five years ago, it was always part of our plan that by the time he went to elementary school, one of us would be more accessible to him. Right. My mm-hmm. husband and I, we live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So our commutes into our corporate offices mm-hmm. are two hours each way. Ugh. Ugh. Um, yes. And that doesn't provide much opportunity mm-hmm. to be available mm-hmm. to your kids. Um, and so I knew I wanted to make a change and I've been working towards that mm-hmm. over time. Um, but yes, they're calling it the great resignation. There's a, a lot of people who are realizing that through this pandemic, they've been reconnected with mm-hmm. what they truly value. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they want out of a career. And oftentimes that career isn't necessarily the driving force right. behind mm-hmm. their decisions anymore. A lot of people were dependent on that quote unquote steady paycheck. And I have my own personal yeah, thoughts. Paycheck, on that, insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of those things, those are, especially yeah. if you are, have a family, you know, yes. that's the, you kind of need those. Kind of. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. But we made sure as a family that if this was something I was going to do and invest in going full time into my business, that we were financially set up in other ways as a family. So mm-hmm. we, we, I'm not going to say like, we just made the decision and overnight it mm-hmm. happened. It took some time, mm-hmm. um, but there are, there are a lot of individuals, especially I would say mothers in particular who are leaving the typical corporate mm-hmm. um, nine to five mm-hmm 
Actually, corporate is more like seven to seven these days. I, you know, and, and I love it when people say, you know, you have to have a work-life balance. No, you know, because to me, balance is 50-50, right? That's that's the right. only way things balance. And nobody has that. Yes, right. And that's a misconception. It's more like work-life integration is mm-hmm. how do you want to have work be a part of your life, but mm-hmm. integrated into the way that mm-hmm. you're supporting the lifestyle mm-hmm. you want to have. Right. Um, but yes, there are a lot of individuals leaving a corporate office mm-hmm. and starting their own businesses, mm-hmm. taking the expertise they have from their corporate careers and doing it for themselves mm-hmm. or with a partner, for example. Um, we're seeing definitely a big trend in that mm-hmm. direction. Right. You know, and and for so many people. And you mentioned this kind of at the start, it was a side gig that they were yes. doing. And, you know, and, and I think people realized, you know, I could probably do this full time. Yes, yes. And same with me. I, for three years, I was a coach on the mm-hmm. side while I was doing my corporate career. Mm-hmm. The moment I left, I realized I can do this full time and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be the way that I originally envisioned it right. three years ago. It can be different Mm -hmm. and good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not that I envisioned it not to be good, but um, so I became a certified online business manager Mm -hmm. within my first month or two of being full-time in business um, just to solidify the expertise that I have with Mm -hmm. my corporate career. Yeah. Right. So that's what I had never heard of. You know, I mentioned at the very start that you know, there was was something that, you know, being in business 20 years, I'd never heard of. And that's an online business manager, which sounds really cool. And, <laughs> and you've got great information. So tell us about what that is. An online business manager, and it goes by different names mm-hmm. um, in the online space. There's mm-hmm. director of operations, there's operations team leads, but an online business manager essentially steps in and helps oversee business operations okay. for you and your business. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're a solo entrepreneur and you're looking for a partner in business, not necessarily a business partner, but someone who's equally invested in your mm-hmm. business performing well. Mm-hmm. An online business manager can come in and help with systems, project planning. Um, All that we, stuff uh, that we go, yes, I don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All of those things we come in and those are things that we actually enjoy and we're good at. We develop deep expertise mm-hmm. and how we can do that well for mm-hmm. your business. So we have a number of retainer clients who pay for just ongoing monthly support and we act on behalf of their team. We lead the team calls, we're managing their projects and whatever systems they're using, we're integrating their systems and um, being a a voice to bounce ideas off of when it comes to changes in their business direction. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it is different than a virtual assistant, you know, and, and I think especially, you know, for, for many people, we're, we are familiar with VAs. I have a VA that my producer is a VA. We've been together over four years, um, never met her in person, but you know, absolutely fabulous person. Otherwise, I wouldn't be with her for four years. She keeps me <laughs> on track, all these things. But she has a very specific job description that she does. She is the producer yeah. of the show. She's got a job description, all those various things. And how is you know it, it is different than an OBM? So tell us kind of more of that that information. I would say if you think about it in the context of any work environment. 
Um, a virtual assistant is someone who is an individual contributor. There's somebody who's mm-hmm. waiting to be delegated work to, to be mm-hmm. told what needs to be done, mm-hmm. when it needs to be done and how. Um, and they take direction very well. They're good at their jobs and they're mm-hmm. good um, as support resources on your team. Mm-hmm. An online business manager truly comes in and acts as a manager. So they're going to be the ones helping you with strategy and helping mm-hmm. you see things that are potential mm-hmm. blind spots. They'll be um, more consultative in your business and helping to manage the resources mm-hmm. effectively. So whether it's systems and projects mm-hmm. or managing the team and handling like team and personnel issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so think of them as your operations partner, your HR <laughs> manager, right. kind of whatever things. you need yeah. in that realm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and of course, now we really have figured out that we can do all this virtually and remotely and, and all of those things. And, and so to have that business manager, wherever they are, is, is pretty much, you know, pretty easy to do. It is. Most of our clients, I only have one client that's co-located here with me that, that we mm-hmm. are an online business manager mm-hmm. for. All of our other clients are around the US mm-hmm. for OBM support. We have project clients around the globe. Mm-hmm. My team themselves, my OBMs on my team mm-hmm. are all over the US. And so it is truly something that we can do and do it really well from wherever we sit. Right. I mean, I, you know, clearly we take into account what the time zones are. I was talking to somebody the other day who's primarily works with people in the Middle East. And he said, so he works at three in the morning. Uh, you know, that's just, that was his choice. He's fine with that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it really is, is around the world. Now, you mentioned that you're certified. So tell me more about, you know, what the distinction is. There is, so her name is Tina Forsyth. She Mm -hmm. is the founder of the online business manager Mm -hmm. program and certification, Um, but it's the International Association of Online Business Managers, Mm -hmm. IAOBM is her Mm -hmm. organization. And you go through a process Mm -hmm. of training on different aspects of a business, whether it's marketing, setting up funnels, Mm -hmm. um, whether it is client experience, project management. And then you go through a one-week certification process. You're Uh testing. They're throwing Mm -hmm. case studies and scenarios at you, and you have a limited amount of time to respond. And a panel reviews Mm -hmm. how well you handled that situation, both from Mm -hmm. an interpersonal relationship and how well did I communicate, present Mm -hmm. my thoughts and ideas, as well as a technical perspective on, is this the right system? Mm -hmm. Are these the right processes to be recommending for this Mm -hmm. specific business case? Right. You know, and, and I mentioned that because, you know, people who are, are listening or watching the program might want to do it. But more importantly, you know, we might need to use the services of someone. And so it's kind of nice yeah. to know that they're certified. Yes, it's probably going to mean that there's a higher fee that you are paying, but you're paying for that knowledge. Um, you know, and, and it's just, just like, you know, if, if somebody says, well, I'm a business coach. Okay, what does that mean? I'm a certified business. Well, that's very different, um, you know. And and so you know, it's it to me, it's always worth finding out, you know, what the certification is and what that entails, because it does mean that there's a different skill level in many cases. Yes, and as certified OBMs, we have access to a community of all of us who are graduates. Um, Tina directly, she helps lead regular calls and communication with us. 
and my own team. I have certified OBMs on my team and we have our own community among us where we're constantly knowledge sharing, mm-hmm. sharing best practices and helping each other solve business problems mm-hmm. for all of our clients. Yeah. Right. I love that. So how does somebody decide, you know, okay, I've had a VA, now do I need an OBM? I mean, how do they make that distinction? I say if you are at a point in business where you're ready to grow or scale your business Mm -hmm. and your VA may be doing really well, such as the cases for yourself, but you're looking for someone who truly can step in and be more consultative with you. Um, help you see your the blind spots that are in your business, help you implement things in your business that give you that reaction of, ugh, I have to do this <laughs> like now. I know. <laughs> um, I know a lot of individuals who are brilliant visionaries. They are wonderful in how they show up to support their clients. But when it comes to systems and technology, they're tech adverses, what I call right. I coined mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And that's okay because that's a signal that you're ready now to mm-hmm. find someone who thoroughly enjoys and is an expert mm-hmm. in those things that you don't want to be buried in your business with. Right. Um, and so that's a good opportunity to reach out to an OBM. Mm-hmm. And we have had individuals reach out to us and say, okay, I have a VA or I have a resource mm-hmm. on my team. I think I'm ready for a partner mm-hmm. to help me manage all of this right. now. But I don't, we have people who are nervous about ongoing long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. So we've even created an offer in our business called a CEO accelerator. Mm. And it truly is a three month experience of what an OBM can do for your business. Okay. And in three months, mm-hmm. we help optimize your systems. Mm-hmm. We help put together hiring plans and onboarding structure for your business. Um, and we help document standard operating mm-hmm. procedures in businesses. Right. A lot of businesses know what an SOP or standard operating mm-hmm. procedure is, but admittedly do not have them in place. Right. Um, and so we do that for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, the the value in hiring a VA or an OBM or anybody like that is when you reach that level where you need that assistance, but you don't need a full-time employee. Um, right. You know, and even though the VA, the OBM might be working full time. I mean, you know, that's, but, yeah. but yeah, you don't, it, it, there's, there's such a difference between hiring somebody as a consultant and hiring somebody as an employee. There is, there is. And with my background in human resources, I could tell you all of the legal differences mm-hmm. between oh, yeah. the two, <laughs> um, especially here in California, we're the most strict when it comes to employment law. Um, but um, it is nice if you're at a point where you're on the fence about whether you need a contractor or a um, full-time employee. Um, if you're not sure about the difference between the two, that's also something we can help consult on right. is to help evaluate mm-hmm. what's that night, that right next resource mm-hmm. for you and your business. Right. You know, and, and I do encourage people, you know, when they reach that stage, you do need to check those laws out because yes. um, you can get in big trouble through, through my, from a variety of, of things. You know, I, I was working with somebody one time who, you know, he, he was a consultant, but he had a desk in their office. He was there more than 30 hours a week and he had business cards and an email that tied him to that business. So he looked, he, you know, he walked like a duck. It sounded like a duck, quacked like a duck, all those various things. He appeared to be an employee. 
And of course, the IRS said he's an employee. (laughs) Which means that business has back taxes and penalties to pay for employment. Yeah. Right. And, and he, you know, workers comp, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of other yes. things. And, you know, a- again, now it's pretty easy to be working remotely. Um, you know, and, and so he, yeah. And, and yeah, when they figured that out, it was like, okay, nope, you're, you're, you know, no more, no more, because then they had to make the decision. Are we going to actually hire you or are you going to remain as a consultant? And he chose to remain as a consultant. So, you know, packed up his little desk and, you know, never handed out those business cards again, things like that. But, but yeah, I mean, it was, there was, was a, a big issue there. There is, there is. And I know a lot of times that makes solo entrepreneurs very fearful, taking mm-hmm. that next step, onboarding right. that first, mm-hmm. I keep calling them resources, but mm-hmm. onboarding that first resource, whether it's a contractor or employee, because of maybe some stories that right. they've heard mm-hmm. where it hasn't gone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say if you're in that position, that's something our team can help mm-hmm. talk through with you. Right. Of course, we will always recommend legal consults. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the hiring plans and making sure you have the right paperwork, information um, set aside and the processes to go through that, we could help partner on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and it, it may be that then your business grows enough that you do need that employee, um, you know, and, and then that's great because, you know, you've, you've kind of got that foundation set up already. Yes. And I say congratulations. That's mm-hmm. a great milestone in any entrepreneur's Mm -hmm. business. Yes. You know, and, and, but truth be told, most people never reach that stage. Um, You know, we're, we're small business owners, we're entrepreneurs, we're working out of a spare room in our home, all of those things. But again, we need that extra help. Um, You know, and and so that's where this is, is a great resource along with, uh, you know, the tools and things that you were talking about. Yes. And so that's why our team, I love the way that we've set up our agency is because we have resources like that. We have individuals on our team that specialize in different systems and software, and we have individuals that specialize in different areas, whether it's being a VA. We have someone who is a social media VA on our team to support one of our clients. Um, We have OBMs, um, our marketing strategists, different individuals who can help support the operations of a business depending on where they are. We recognize that not one size fits all. I think you and I, before we hit record, we were talking mm-hmm. about the fact that the government sees small businesses as like, what, 90%? 90, the yeah, at least 90. I think it's 95%. And and I, I love that figure because that is the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> because I am not competing with companies that make millions of dollars. But the, you know, the government says I am, and it's like no, and I, you know, it's just kind of one of those red tape things. But yeah, yeah. legally, small businesses are are a huge number. You know, it's not until you're a Walmart and Amazon, you know, really, <laughs> that that makes you a big business. Um, right. You know, and and so yeah, it's I always love that figure. It's like, ugh. and I like to say that through my career in corporate, I actually went through some of the best business schooling. Mm-hmm. I could have asked for. Um, I worked for companies like Apple, Workday, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and got to see a lot about business behind the scenes in order to now take and help support small businesses with. They don't they don't necessarily have always that experience, that exposure. Um, and those are stories that I can share in our conversations. Yeah. Right. And those practices are the same, you know, that the the fundamental business basics, marketing tools, all those, they are the same. It's just different scales. 
Exactly. Exactly. So it's been so fulfilling to be able to take all that experience and not necessarily say I'm walking away from a a corporate career and doing this pivot for me and my family, Mm -hmm. but to say, okay, how can I leverage everything I've done to date and do it in a different way that adds value to someone's business, someone's life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, it's very fulfilling. Mm -hmm. I bet. You know, and and it's funny because, you know, we, I think we've all kind of gotten tired of the word pivot. (laughs) We had to pivot because the pandemic, but you did it in such a great way. Um, You know, like you said, I mean, there were some other factors that that were kind of in there, but, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to spend more time with my family. It's got to be one of the best reasons to to be doing this. It is one of the only reasons that I think you can look back and never have a regret about the decision that you've made. I will never regret investing more time and energy into my family. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and and just the, like my husband is a good example of, you know, he's he's has been home, you know, now for over two years. He went in at one point and cleaned out his office. They said, you know, you're not coming back. I'm like, you're still getting paid, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and they have, you know, every once in a while he will go in. You know, there's people because now people work remotely. So it's like, okay, we've got everybody in town, you know, all of these things. But he used to commute. You talked about your San Francisco commute. Now that's nasty. He used to commute 45 minutes each way. So to have that hour and a half back has been invaluable. Um, You know, and, and part of what, you know, I mean, that's that's one of the things that so many people have talked about is just that. I mean, you know, I go sometimes two months between filling up for with gas because I'm not attending networking events. You know, all of them, especially with gas as expensive as it is now. Oh, you know, no. that's just such a huge benefit to not be having that and to be able to work remotely. There has been there's been some goodness that has come out of the pandemic. I don't want to say it's right. Like yeah. I mean there were obviously horrible, awful things, know, but there were so many things that were like, oh hey, I can I can set my own hours. I can work from I can work from the beach. Um, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I've talked with with people who have become true nomads. You know, they with an RV or Airbnb or whatever, they're just moving from place to place. And as long as they have good internet, really doesn't matter where they're from. Yes, it's so interesting because my husband and I, with that two-hour commute, it wasn't on the same schedule. My husband would leave about 5, 5.30 every morning. He was gone by the time I woke up and got my son ready for preschool drop-off. He wouldn't get home until we at night. passing in the night. We were. we were. And so when the pandemic hit and everyone was kind of forced to work from home, that was the most time we you know, had you're spent like, Who are in you? the same room. <laughs> Now to be like passing each other in the hallway and going to the kitchen, that was a new experience for us. But now we look at our life and think my husband works full-time. He's a full-time remote employee now for a company, but now we have lunches together and it's wonderful. We can go out um, once or twice a week. We go to the gym in the afternoons before I pick up my son from work. These are things that we never had an opportunity to enjoy together and we figure, okay. Mm-hmm. How do we take advantage of this opportunity we've been given? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I did see the funniest thing the other day where somebody was on an airplane and they were zooming in to a meeting. And and it was so funny because people commented, dude, at least use a virtual background so we're not jealous that you're on a plane. <laughs> 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 and, you 
know, and, and, and which I just, you know, it was, it was like, yeah, you know, and, and, but you know, it, we, we really can work from anywhere. Um, you know, now I, 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 I am one of those people that, you know, okay, we need to stop having the beach virtual backgrounds. I know you're not at the beach. Um, and you know, and, and I, you know, you don't have a virtual background. I don't have a virtual background. Um, my computer doesn't have quite enough oomph to do a good virtual background, right? You know, pretty soon half my head will disappear, <laughs> you know, all of those. So it's, it's, you know, it's just a simple little background that I've set up. I had a, a Zoom consultant that helped me with it, but I'm on Zoom a lot, um, you know, and, and so it is, but yeah, even if you're just hitting the blurred out background feature, yeah. you can work from wherever. You can. And in fact, we picked up and we worked from Hawaii for a week through an Airbnb that we rented out there. Mm-hmm. We've worked from Utah and different places. And again, we're trying to take advantage of this opportunity to the fullest and recognizing that we don't want to take it for granted right. and assume that this is mm-hmm. the new normal and that mm-hmm. it will always be this way. Mm-hmm. But um, we have worked hard mm-hmm. and used every opportunity presented to us to take full mm-hmm. advantage of it. Right. You know, I know that one of the things that people say is a negative about working remotely is, and and I fully understand this, the, the, we used to call them water cooler conversations, but you know, now it was, you know, the, the conversations that took place when people were at the coffee machine or, you know, you just pop into somebody's office and, and all of those things. And there's definitely, you know, benefits to those. You've got, there were ideas, suggestions, all sorts of things that were those spontaneous type of, of communications um, that we don't have, you know, and we still haven't quite figured out the technology around that. I mean, I think we're getting better at being able to just, you know, pop in, you know, on, on Zoom on whatever your technology is and say, hey, you know, I've got a quick question, you know, all of those various things. And that's where technology is definitely evolving and evolving very rapidly to be able to have kind of those quick little things. But you know, like I, I have not been to an in-person networking event since before COVID. I told me, I don't want to put shoes on. What do I want to do? <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I've, I miss seeing those people. I like those people. They're great people here in Atlanta, but I don't miss having to put shoes on you know, and, and all those other things. But I have expanded my networking so much yeah. because now we can network worldwide very, very easily. Um, so to me, it's, it's definitely been a benefit. And I feel like now, we're so much more intentional mm-hmm. with that networking and showing right. up and, mm-hmm. and who we're connecting with. Mm-hmm. Um, so every now and then, even with my own team, we're all located across the country, mm-hmm. not in the same time zone, mm-hmm. but every now and then we'll just set up some time mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to be on zoom at this time. Right. If anyone wants to pop on mm-hmm. and work with me, mm-hmm. feel free to, right. but as far as networking goes, you're right. I am now, I consider some of my closest business friends, people that I've never met in right. person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. You know, and, and I think as a business person, depending on what you do, I mean, it expands things so much, you know, if you're say a landscaper or somebody like that, okay, that gets a little, you know, because that's a physical thing that you need to do. But you never know when, you know, I might be, ne- you're in California, I'm in Atlanta. I could be a landscaper. I could be talking about my business and you could say, Hey, I need to introduce you to a friend of mine in Atlanta. Um, You know, and, and so people shouldn't get caught up on the fact that they have a physical business location service. You never know when, when you're going to get those connections. And it's interesting because my work, my project work around systems and processes 
really came into play when the pandemic did take a part. And I had business friends coming to me with brick and mortar businesses like, Mary, help me figure out mm-hmm. how to now take things online, whether it's selling physical product online, where it's turning a service that they were doing in person now into a training program online. Um, but it's really made people just think differently about what they want, how they can show up and how they can connect with people, not necessarily in the same room. It's, right. it's quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it really has expanded other things too. Um, C-suite network is a great example of that. Uh, they immediately started doing a lot of online training programs and I have heard speakers through them that I would have never been able to see in person because either you'd have to, you know, pack my little bags, put my little shoes on and go to a conference shoes on. somewhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, see, shoes, shoes are a big thing to me. Um, but yeah, I'd have to get on a plane. I'd have to go to a conference. Yeah. I'd have to spend thousands of dollars to hear that keynote speaker. Now I can hear them online. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, that's, and you know, as a speaker, I don't like that as much because we feed off of the crowd, right? You know, there's that adrenaline. But yeah, I've been able to hear speakers and presentations and learn from people that I never would have been able to have done before. And I think that's something that, especially as business owners, you know, we can really be looking at what are those learning opportunities? Um, you know, how how can we find, you know, a, a certain speaker, a certain topic that that is online now? Yes. I love it from the perspective of I'm a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've built into the culture of my own team. Um, and also from the perspective of how I can connect and how I can kind of share our message, my message mm-hmm. with more people as a speaker. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. I agree. Um, my goal is to figure out how to get back onto a physical stage mm-hmm. and speak in a room with right. people. Um, but I, I like to show up and, and just bring my energy and and everything into my conversations here. And I know I'm connecting with at least one person on that right. screen. Right. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, attending conferences is great for like, it's almost the whole water cooler thing. Who are you talking to in the hall? All of those things. Um, I, the other day, somebody posted that when, when they would go to a conference, they never actually went into the meetings. He said, I hung out in the hall. And I would talk to people who'd stepped out momentarily to go to the restroom or take a call or whatever. And he said, I made far better business connections by doing that. And he said, and, and you know, I could watch everything online. They always posted whatever it was. You could watch the video and the recording yeah. later. He said, but yeah, he, he hung out in the hall. And so we miss those type of things. Yes. But just to be able to expand is, has been, you know, I think a, a definite positive. Yes, I had taught, oh my goodness, probably three or four years ago now, I had taught a workshop um, that was targeted more towards the introvert types, people who would repeatedly tell them, oh, I can't meet people at a conference because I'm an introvert. I'm shy. Mm -hmm. Tell themselves that narrative. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going in my bubble. I'm going to go there and I'm going to learn. And And don't look at me. Yes. (laughs) No eye contact. (laughs) The most simple tip and advice I had for them was when you're waiting in line for that coffee or your lunch, like just talk to the person next to you, introduce yourself. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how was the event going for you? Like what, what sessions have stood out for you and why? Like 
drum up conversation casually when there's not the pressure of, oh my gosh, now I'm in a networking mixer, or now I'm expected to pick up the microphone and ask the presenter a question. Um, It doesn't have to be a big, overwhelming, scary thing. And that's pretty much the motto of anything that you're approaching in in life and business Mm -hmm. is what's the most simple thing I can do to get started today. Right. You know, and, and now when we're on an online, whatever, and you know, it's so easy. I mean, I, I have two big monitors, so I'll have the meeting going on one and on the other, I've got my LinkedIn open. And so I just start going through and, you know, sending a quick note to everybody that's there. Hey, you know, I hope you're enjoying the whatever presentation as much as I am. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. And I'm making far more connections than I would have if we'd been physically at those places. So smart. Through one of those connections on LinkedIn, just that side conversation, Mm -hmm. just like that last week, someone referred me to a system called Alignable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Yes. It's new to me. Um, so again, it's another resource I'm checking out because if it can help me and my business, if it can help our clients that we support, um, then I'm all for it. So I've been exploring that a little bit more and how it can benefit business networking. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's a great segue because we're almost at the top of the hour and you provide several great services. So tell people, first of all, how they find you and then what those services are. Yes. So we're Zargarian Consulting. You can go to Zargarian.org. It's it's spelled like it's pronounced, but Z-A-R-G-A-R-I-A-N.org. Um, and we provide a number of different services. We have templates and trainings that are available to people, and that's a growing library. Mm-hmm. We have I downloaded um, a couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. <laughs> we have um project partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, that we offer. And so maybe there's something happening in your business where you say, this is great, Mary, but I just want you to do it for me. We can do that. And then we provide what we call our done with you services, which is more of that online business manager. Mm -hmm. We come in and truly integrate into your business and your team and help you manage all of the things that make you go, ugh. (laughs) I know. It's that factor, right? You know, and and I go, ugh, and you go, ooh. Exactly, exactly. So we have a number of different service options to to meet you wherever you're at right now in your business. Right. You know, and I mentioned your resource page. I mean, that you've got all of these great tools. You were talking about time saving, automating, all of those various things. You have some great resources listed. We do. We do. And all of these resources we've used either within our own team Mm -hmm. or for our clients. And we only put the ones up there that we find are simple to use and manage. Um, and help meet mm-hmm. the mission that we're we're there for. Right. Well, yeah. if somebody wants to contact you directly, how do they do that? Yes, you can find us across social media, but my direct email is mary at zargarian.org. Easy peasy. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been great. And uh, you know, I think we definitely need to have this conversation again because there's just so many things that change and and uh, you know, so we'll we'll have you on again. But do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? I say keep it simple. No matter where you are in business, um, by asking yourself that one question I mentioned is what is the most simple step that I can do next Mm -hmm. in business? I think always asking yourself that will always serve you well. Great. I love it. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful discussion with Mary Zargarian. And until next time, everyone have a great day. 
Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.